This is the Ramsey Call of the Day, part of the Ramsey Network. Christina, uh, Deloney and I were talking about this the other day. There's several pieces of research out there that uh, talk about that, that married people, people who are married versus single or versus uh, shacking up, uh, have a financial advantage. And, and the researchers have always called it the marriage advantage, um, that, they, that they tend to build more wealth than any other category. Um, and... Um, also tend to move uh, uh, as, as a category, not, not a, it's a generalization, but I mean, in other words, there's exceptions within each category, but they also tend to move faster in their incomes and their careers. Uh, and uh, researchers have long tried to figure out what is causing that exactly, but they call it the marriage advantage, that it's to your advantage statistically. Uh, as far as wealth goes, income and wealth in general, to be married. Uh, Wall Street Journal comes out today with yet another study. Moving in together doesn't match the financial benefits of marriage, but why? A walk down the aisle can be a route to greater wealth and prosperity for couples in the U.S. Married people have higher net worths and are more likely to be homeowners than their unmarried counterparts their age. As of 2019, the median net worth for cohabitating checking up couples age 25 to 34 was 17,000 a quarter of that of 68,000 that married couples of exactly the same age range so 25 percent the net worth of a married couple on average according to data from the federal reserve bank of st louis for singles is 7300 dollars over the past two decades americans are moving in together at higher rates and the share of u.s adults who are currently married steadily declined from close to 60 percent in the 90s to half uh to under half in 2019 according to pew who did the research over the same period the share of adults 18 to 44 living with a partner climbed to 59 percent many young couples now approach marriage as a capstone event uh the uh, sociology professor says uh, if you build an arc the kind of cornerstone blah, 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 blah. uh while there are legal and tax advantages to marriage research suggests the financial security and long-term mindset of those who tie the knot may also be a powerful driver of wealth more married couples pool their money such as sharing savings accounts and investing together to achieve certain goals, cohabitating couples are less likely to combine finances and investments. Working with two incomes and combining their investments to maximize compound interest can significantly increase a couple's financial prospects, the research shows. Simply put, married people may be more likely to be on the same page financially. And housing is one of the biggest factors in establishing a couple's wealth compared with single people and cohabitating couples. Married couples hold a larger concentration of housing wealth. They're more likely to own a home if you're married than you are if you're um, with a roommate. Socioeconomic factors play a role in the difference between married and partner wealth. The higher your income, the likelier it is you'll marry. Well, that would affect these numbers. And, you know, that'd be a, a cause and effect issue right there. You know, which one's causation and which one's correlation at that point. But yeah, but th- yet un- this is fresh data in showing the advantages of marriage. And I think the 
couple that just did the debt-free scream, they're a perfect example of this data and how it can be effective. I mean, in their story, they're talking about how they got on the same page. They set goals. They set a why. And they really learned to work together. I think a lot of people who are just cohabitating, they're not having those conversations. They're not getting into, you know, shared goals and a shared mindset of really attacking their finances. Well, what we do know, and this is fairly easy to extrapolate into this conversation with with reasonable certainty, um, is that there is a there is a direct correlation between the length of your planning window, how far out in the future you look with money, and how much money you have. If you think, thank God it's Friday, oh God it's Monday, and you live for the weekend, you're Huey Lewis in the news, right? Uh, then you're going to be broke your whole life, YOLO, right? You know, that, that's where you're going to be. You're not going to have any money because you, you don't plan past Friday night. You're just trying to drink your face off on the weekend and forget it, and you're not planning. But when we, when we interview wealthy people, the wealthier they are, the longer their planning window has been for many years, and that's what caused them to be wealthy. In other words, when they get ready to buy a car, they don't think about this weekend. They don't think about this year. They think about five years from now, how's this car purchase going to affect me? They, they have, and when you think longer term, you automatically will invest more. Because you're thinking long term, you're believing there is a future, and I'm I and I'm I know my future self needs to like my current self, but um, future self doesn't talk to a present self with the the broker somebody is, and the more likely they are to be broke. So if you want to go from broke to wealthy, the point is change your planning window mindset, quit living for the weekend and start thinking, okay, in 50 years where do I want to be? I want to change my family tree. How about in 150 years? What do I want my great-grandkids to be? Let's look at compound interest out 150 years and play with some numbers. That will blow your freaking mind, by the way, uh, how many hundreds of millions of dollars that can become. You can be old man Rockefeller, old man Vanderbilt, uh, old lady Vanderbilt, whatever. Get this thing started. So that planning window thing comes in there. So that comes into, then, this discussion of marriage. Because if you're married, unless you are planning to divorce right now, you are thinking you're going to do life 50 years from now with this person right yeah and when you're cohabitating you're thinking eh, maybe <laughs> there's a ch- maybe there's a chance there's it's not, not exactly sure and it changes your it shortens your planning window mm. when you're shacked instead of married and so that's one of the things that i've always thought it gives you the marriage advantage because very few cohabitating couples think what's gonna what's gonna what's life gonna be like in 40 years right well, I think it's interesting. This article says that a lot of people see it as a as a cornerstone event. So what this means is that people see an economic bar they need to clear before they get married. Couples wait until they have good jobs, a car that won't break down, maybe even a house. Then they get married, which I think is interesting because it's like they're trying to do something in in order to get lot, themselves it'd, it'd ahead. Be a, it'd be a lot easier right. if they were married. But they're yeah. actually holding themselves back. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's interesting that the data shows that. Yep. So if you're in that boat and you're feeling, you know, hesitant to get married because you feel like you have to meet a certain barometer, you need to have a certain amount of your debt paid off, you feel like you need to have a better job or a house, that actually could be working against you. If you actually find the right partner, if you find someone that you know you want to be with for the rest of your life, getting married actually could yeah. set you on way better footing financially. And it, it, it is not smart to combine your accounts with somebody you're not married to. Totally. And there is uh, all kinds of data, including this data here, 
that says combined accounts have a tendency towards more wealth. Mm. It's, again, it's a unified look at the future. It's a fairly simple concept. If you're not thinking about the future, you're not going to have one. Right. You know, if you're not intentional about the future, you're not going to have one. And, you know, I don't care if you're 26 or you're 36, you're shacking up. You aren't th- you're not talking about changing my family tree. That doesn't come up. Otherwise, you would have already gone dun, 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 dun. If you want to change your family tree, you need to have a family to change the tree. I mean, you know, there's not uh, there's not even a tree, not even a family. So, I mean, you're you're not thinking that way. You the in- inherent in the socioeconomic and the psychology of living together versus marriage is short term thinking versus long term thinking. And that will always limit your wealth. So, you know, these guys that call us up here and they go, well, you know, we've been engaged for 10 years. And I'm like, dude, painter, get off the ladder. Really? And they do call us and tell us that. And I've had and I've had a few calls over the years that they've been separated but not divorced for seven years. Oh. And I'm like, why? Well, I don't want to I don't want to get divorced. Well, why you are divorced. You just hadn't admitted it yet. Oh, my gosh. That is not a good long term strategy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you have where there is no vision, the people perish. If you think long term and you think long term with your partner called marriage, you have a much higher statistical probability of building wealth. And therefore, if you don't do that on purpose, then you have no right to whine about having not built wealth. It's not anybody's fault but yours. Ding, ding. The marriage advantage. Thanks for tuning in to the Ramsey Call of the Day. To check out all of our podcasts, just search Ramsey Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.